The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Lots of you got in touch yesterday when Michael Healy Ray made comments about the availability of illegal drugs around the country at present and the amount of people who were taking them, consuming them, and uh, instead of purchasing alcohol or going to the pub. As it happens, there's been a top guarder, the Assistant Commissioner, Justin Kelly, gave interviews to various newspapers yesterday, published this morning, in which he said that open drug use will surge if laws are liberalised in relation to the availability and consumption and possession of drugs as a result of the work being done by the Citizens' Assembly. Now, you could argue that the Guardi have had their opportunity to make their say at the Citizens' Assembly like everyone else has had and that it shouldn't necessarily be preempting or trying to put pressure on whatever recommendations are made by the Citizens' Assembly, but that's another issue we might get back to another time. But what about the key suggestion that there will be an increase and open drug use if you have liberalisation. Well, we have two doctors with us. We have Professor Bobby Smith, who's a consulted child and an adolescent psychiatrist. And we have Dr Gareth McGovern, who's a GP who specialises in addiction treatment and is medical director of the Priority Medical Centre in Dundrum. Thank you very much, both of you, for being with us. I'm going to start with you, Bobby Smith, because I think you believe that criminalisation has a role in deterring drug use. Explain why. Um, no, I suppose that's maybe overstating my position, to be honest with you, Matt. Um, I believe that we're right to continue efforts to prohibit drug use. Um, the strategy we use to do so is is up for discussion, to be honest with you. Decriminalisation, as used in places like Portugal, is just an alternative model of prohibition. Uh, it's just you move away from using uh, courts and criminal convictions uh, as a sanction to using, you know, they, in Portugal they use referrals to a dissuasion commission. The truth is we have, say, decriminalisation of driving your car without your seatbelt on. You won't get a criminal conviction. It's prohibited. You will get into trouble. You'll pay a fine um, if you engage in that behaviour. There's no ambiguity about whether or not you can do it, but you won't get a conviction. So the scope potentially to move drug use in that direction but I think the comments from the Assistant Commissioner were that even any move in that direction he's nervous that it's going to drive up drug use. But could it make things any worse because okay the official statistics say 7% of people in a survey a couple of years ago admitted to using illegal drugs but the word on the street is that that loads more people who would never admit it are doing so. There's definitely been an increase in in drug use, I think, in the last six, seven years, particularly drugs like cocaine, uh, MDMA, maybe ketamine. Um, It is more normalized. I I think part of it is actually people who are using drugs are now more willing to do so publicly. Uh, In the past, it would have been hidden. So it's it's perhaps more more visible. Um, And if you look at the medical data, because if there was way more drug use, you'd expect, you know, vast increases in the health problems and emergency department attendances. They're they're increasing, but not massively. Um, So problems are getting worse, but it's important not to overstate the extent uh, of drug use out there. I I am, you know, I suppose the the, the figure would sort of say it's about 5% of people in their uh, 20s uh, have used cocaine in in the last year, and maybe one to two percent are using it on a, on, a, on a very regular basis. They're just doing so now more publicly. But Bobby, is there anything to suggest that the fear of getting caught does actually stop people from using drugs? 
Yeah, um, there is certainly some evidence. Um, there was a survey done of third-level students across Ireland last year, and you know they actually asked that question of people who say they'd never used drugs. And they gave a range of reasons for their decision to have never used a drug, mainly sort of health concerns, but half of them actually mentioned a concern about um, you know, an adverse criminal justice consequence that they were keen to avoid. Okay, Dr. Gareth McGovern, Bobby just there referenced in relation to the people perhaps not taking drugs on the basis that they're afraid of getting caught and getting a criminal record. Is that a good reason to make sure that we don't move towards decriminalisation? No, uh, I don't think so. First of all, you have to remember that probably about 85 to 90 percent of people who will use illicit drugs don't end up in an addiction treatment center where myself and bobby would work uh, the vast majority actually are using them with with no real demonstrable health problems you could argue that illicit drugs by their very nature are probably dangerous because some of them are caught with stuff that makes them more dangerous than the than the drug itself but we're looking at a situation where and this is my view on it is that i don't think there's any great evidence any any good empirical data that making the criminalizing the person in other words give them a criminal record for being in possession of a drug will deter people from using drugs and if you look at people who are in prison you know they're going in and out of prison and they still use drugs um and people who uh, i mean I've, I've dealt with people in my own clinic who've been recidivist in terms of using drugs and then coming back and often probation services want um uh you know drug tests and and, and so forth i mean this is incredibly expensive and incredibly ineffective. And also, you have to remember, we're doing guard betting now, um, you know, for a lot of people. And I have a lot of people that really just cannot get forward in life because of silly convictions for possession of very small amounts of drugs. So I, I, when I read the article uh, today, everything that the that Justin Kelly talked about were reasons for a regulated system. And that's moving now beyond uh, decrim. I, I wasn't really quite sure what he was saying. He said open drug use. We have open drug use. You only have to walk into O'Connell's Street. You'll see open drug use. Um, so I, 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 he, he didn't make any suggestions what he would do, but I, I'm, I'm guessing that if he thinks we shouldn't be, uh, we, we, we should continue to criminalize people, maybe he's looking for a more radical model. It was, it was just, I was just a little bit unsure from reading it what his suggestions were, because this is what the Citizens' Assembly is all about. We want to make the landscape better. We want less people running into trouble, and we want less open drug use. Uh, there's nothing in there that I see that's going to uh, going to achieve that. When you say open drug use, like what happens on O'Connell Street and on the boardwalk, and I think people, anyone who's been in Dublin, will have witnessed things like that. But what was coming up in last night's program was the anecdotal evidence which suggests people are now more open about doing things like taking a line of cocaine when they're in a pub at night or whatever, uh, things that they would have done more privately in the past if they were doing, or perhaps that the numbers using are increasing. But do we have any sort of real figures to back up those anecdotal stories? Well it, well, it depends. I mean, the forgotten group in this, of course, are people who are living on the margins. I mean, we have a real problem in some very, very disadvantaged communities with crack cocaine at the moment. And we have a whole host of other drugs that are coming um, um, coming through, you know, drugs such as uh, ketamine, prescription drugs such as pregabalin. We have a whole range of drugs now that are, are causing, um, causing many, many problems. But when the COVID-19 hit, there was probably seemingly a reduction in drug use and a, and a reduction in people coming for treatment for obvious reasons. There were lockdowns. But actually what I found was as that 
developed, COVID developed, more people were displacing their social use of cocaine with domestic use of cocaine and developing problems with it. Now, perhaps maybe had a problem in the past. So, you know, the, 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 the drug use figures are fairly static. I mean, there has been, um, I mean, there's, a, there's an opiate drought on the way, which is going to cause its own problems. And we've had ups and downs in terms of heroin use. I think sorry, sorry, can you excuse me one second? What do you mean there's an opiate drought on the well, way? There's, there's, there's suggestions in Afghanistan that the, um, that the uh, opium crop won't be producing opium um, and there might be a 90% reduction in the amount of opium that's available on the streets. That's I mean, we, I haven't heard anything absolutely official. Well, on it, but, but isn't a lot of that now replaced by synthetic drugs? Yeah, yes, absolutely. People will always will always take something in in replace of something else. But we have a problem here uh, specifically in relation to. I won't get technical about this, but we do have problems with people's tolerance because when you mess around with people's tolerances when they can't get drugs, they can do things that they shouldn't do. So they may take another opiate, and they they may go through periods where they don't get the drug and they can overdose. So you have to be very very careful of that. I think the bottom line in all of this. Matt, is that the list of drugs are not going to go away. And I think what we're trying to do with the Citizens' Assembly is we're trying to make this better. And I think people have to suspend kind of their biases and their beliefs. And we need to try new things. And I don't think for one minute that we need to open up the floodgates and absolutely have... I've been on your show and I've been on, you know, many other media outlets talking about a regulated system. But we do need to look at things that once upon a time we wouldn't do. And we need to do it the Irish way. We, we, I keep hearing that or oh, we don't want to go the, the way of America with uh, regulating cannabis. I, you know, there's mixed views about what's happening in American Canada in relation to cannabis. We need to do it the right way. We need to evaluate it in the right way and get some good quality research coming out of those evaluations to make decisions. At the moment, we're in the dark in terms of what illicit drugs do because the studies of illicit drugs are a lot less accurate than they are with drugs such as tobacco and alcohol. They're much, much cleaner studies in terms of measuring measuring uh, the effects of, of uh, psychoactive drugs. Professor Bobby Smith, if I remember correctly from having spoken to you about this previously you would be particularly concerned wouldn't you about the impact on the mental health of younger people of the consumption of so-called softer drugs like cannabis and how what about then the increased potency that we keep hearing about of the drugs in recent years yeah i think there's been two factors that have driven up the number of cannabis related presentations we've seen particularly in young people in mental health services and also in addiction services. So in drug-related psychiatric admissions, the drug that features by far uh, most commonly is cannabis. Um, and like, in terms of linking it back to the earlier conversation about impacts of legalization, like the situation unfortunately in Canada and in the United States where they have legalized, it does indicate increased cannabis use disorders amongst particularly young adults and increased presentations by both children and young people to emergency departments and those presentations are typically with mental health symptoms, acute sort of psychological distress which is psychosis on some occasions but actually really intense anxiety, panic symptoms um, And this is separate to addiction is it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you're obviously more likely to run into those problems if you also have an addiction, but you can, you know, just have a nasty reaction uh, to even a drug like cannabis, which the public probably think of as a sort of a chill-out type of substance, and that's probably what users are hoping to get from it. But, you know, it does push up your heart rate. That can cause palpitations. That can cause then people to panic um, and cause them to become extremely distressed. And then in rare but serious situations, people can sort of lose touch with reality uh, and tip into a psychosis. Are you hopeful that the when the report comes from the Citizens' Assembly 
on the use of drugs, that we will actually make changes that might improve the situation here in Ireland? Yeah, I suppose I'm, I'm hopeful, you know. Um, I, I'm disappointed with the unending focus on legislation. For me, tweaking legislation has minimal potential to do much in terms of drug-related harm. Of course, we could make it an awful lot worse by, by liberalising policy. But what we need to be paying more attention to is pre- doing prevention better, getting our messaging right for young people about why it is uh, we prohibit cannabis use, why it is we prohibit uh, cocaine use, which we do for good reasons. Um, Gareth sort of mentioned that you know most people actually who use these drugs do get away with it, and that's true. Most people who drive their car without a seatbelt get away with it, but we still prohibit that because of the potential for it to go badly wrong um, and for me drug use crosses that threshold Okay, the last word to you on this Dr Gareth McGovern what hopes would you have for something good coming out of the report from the Citizens Assembly when it arrives? Yeah, I'd be, I'd be very helpful. I think the, the early signs are, um, I think the word I would use is change. And uh, I don't like using the word liberal, liberalising anything. I just think that if we're going to have change, uh, it has to be in the direction of less people being criminalised and less people coming to harm and streets that look brighter and better and uh, more attractive for people to walk through. Dr. Gareth McGovern, Professor Bobby Smith, thank you both for being with us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.